0: neighbor and tell a neighbor, I'm glad to see you tonight. Turn to the neighbor you ignored and say, other neighbor, I'm also glad to see you tonight. But right now, what we're going to do is we're just going to begin to move into the presence of God with singing with hand clapping with praise and so right now we can begin to lift up a shout of praise we can begin to clap our hands we can begin to shout unto God with a voice of triumph shout unto God with a voice of praise to enter into his gates with singing into his courts with praise and say God you are worthy God you are good
1: You're so worthy. Oh, he it's is worthy, worthy to be praised
2: upon but this little bit of this inkling of this seed of maybe tribulation maybe a little bit of doubt a little bit of shame a little bit of guilt coming against you that's it would dare try and fracture your foundation that's what we're coming against tonight with praise because the weapons are our warfare are not carnal but mighty through the pulling down of stronghold, casting out imaginations, every high thing that would exalt itself in front of God. Come on. That's where we're at tonight. That is where that's the God that we serve tonight. Man. Yes, yes. And we have a few needs we're gonna take before the Lord. Kenny Gifford. Linda Vandiver, Vandiver, Sue Nichols, Deborah Gifford, Bobby Markham, Shanna Gifford, Tayden, it's a 10-year-old with leukemia, Johnny Fair, Cindy Nunez, Brittany Wise, Joey Renfro, and Lloyd Ushery. I believe that the God that we serve is more than able to touch each and every one of these needs on here tonight. And I believe that the God that we serve tonight is more than able of touching and impacting your need here tonight as well. And so I ask you at this time, if there's any need here tonight that you have in your in your body, in your life, even if it's just some sort of small mental block, I ask you to step out in faith tonight and I urge you to step out in faith and our ministers will pray with you and for you and anoint you with oil. God, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we come before you tonight humbly, God, with praise and with thanksgiving, God, and with worship, Lord. Lord, and we know that all things work together for our good, God. And so, God, we ask that your will would be done in our lives. That your will would be done in our workplaces. That your will would be done in our friends and our family members, God. Lord, we thank you for everything that you are doing, and we know that you will never leave nor forsake us, God. In your great name, we plead the blood of Jesus over each and every need here tonight. Amen.
1: Oh, it waits when the night falls.
0: the ministry of Reverend Jonathan and Melissa Hudson again, who enjoyed this morning. A phenomenal move of God, a phenomenal message, and we are excited and expecting another great move tonight. And then on the 11th, we have Ladies United Fellowship is going to be in the Family Center with Sister Cynthia Brown. She is going to be ministering, so make sure that you have already signed up and you are planning to be there, ladies. It's going to be great. Then on the 14th, we have our Mommy and Me cookie play date. So bring your favorite cookies and drink to share. And moms uh, will be fellowshipping while the kids are going to be able to play and have fun. And there is a sign-up sheet in the foyer to, uh, for you to be able to sign up and let them know you are going. That's on the 14th. Then on the 17th, we're having Christmas Sunday. And then on that evening, we're going to be having our Youth Sunday service. And like Brother Sterling said, it is not... Just for youth to attend, it's for everyone to attend. It's just youth-led. So we believe that everybody can be blessed by a youth-led service. We believe the Holy Ghost can move by a young, bad preacher. I believe that the Lord can still move. And so the preacher's me. I'm not bashing anybody. It, it's me. Uh, but and then on the 17th also, our uh, Christmas or Christmas for Christ offering is due And this offering, it starts new churches all around the United States. And so that's a great thing to be able to give our finances toward. That is due on the 17th, our Christmas through Christ offering. And then the 31st, our mission pledge is due. And so if our ushers could come, we're going to take our tithe and our offering. Father, I thank you for who you are and what we already feel in this place. I pray that you bless what's given and you bless the giver and anoint the word and the preacher as it's brought. And anoint us to be doers of your word, and not just hearers. In Jesus' name, amen. There is a that cost
3: a life that paid my way Death
4: Competition With Satan That is no competition He was born of a virgin He introduced the world To the word In flesh They put him in a grave Not because He was in competition He wanted to prove To every one of us there is no weapon formed against him. The kingdom of God that can prosper. He tolerated every weapon that hell had. And you don't have to be in competition because he ever liveth to make intercession today with the spirit that provides your next breath. It is indeed a wonder tonight that he already has it written. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. We're not in competition. We are in acknowledgment that he knows our frame, that we are but dust. And he said, I will make you free from that law of shame, sin, death, hell, and the grave ladies and gentlemen we have with us again tonight a man of faith a wife that follows him and they pray and seek the will of god and we are honored beyond words to have god raise up men like this uh, evangels of the night that are chasing the powers of hell away and freeing the hands, the heart, and the head of men and women being filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and we can shout right now. Why don't we just stand and shout unto the Lord. Thank you, God, for ministry that is rising up in this generation.
5: the joy of the Lord in the house tonight. I talked the praise team into waiting on this song so I could sing with them. I feel the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Child of the king, I've been buried in his name. There is no devil. awesome talent in this church. I am thankful for it. I have uh, looked forward to coming here for a long time, and it is an honor to get to be here tonight. Say I'm thankful for my wife. Appreciate her being with me. I love her. Thank you, Pastor and Sister Meyer, for the opportunity to be here, for the wonderful room, all the blessing that you have been to over to my family over many years. Your steadfast love for God, and your friendship means the world. I love you very much. I want to take you to the word of the Lord while you're standing. Just read a short scripture in your hearing. Came with a burden tonight. I want to share a burden with you. I don't believe that those who reach others should just be preachers, evangelists, or you know, the leader of the church, the, the, the outreach director of the church. I believe every one of us can touch people for Jesus Christ. I believe we all should. I, uh, told them somebody today that uh i am the holy ghost junkie so if you want to find me on instagram you just put holy ghost junkie all together my picture will pop up why is that because i am addicted i am addicted to the presence of god i am addicted to seeing god move on people Uh, why do we pray for people we pray for people for change i don't pray to just be praying I pray for something to happen. And when there's a move of the Spirit, anytime you see Holy Ghost in Scripture, it's about God doing something. God overshadowed Mary. She came with child. She gave us the, uh, she gave us the Lamb of God. She gave us the one who had no sin because she allowed the Spirit to be with her. Uh, I want the Spirit to be on me so that I can love somebody for Jesus. I want the presence of God to be in me so I have the power to help them with whatever their need is, whatever their situation is. i go to Acts 8, verse 39. It says, when they were come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, and the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. I preach a message tonight t- titled Divine Appointment. If we will see people through the eyes of God, If we will let the Spirit of God minister through us to others, we will have divine appointments and we will see lives changed. I'm not satisfied to just give my life to God. I want to help somebody else know who Jesus is. I want someone else to feel the joy that we feel at the United Pentecostal Church of Paris tonight. I want them to feel it. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your presence, your spirit. Thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. Pray that you would bless this message in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Divine appointment. Divine appointment is a meeting with another person that has been specifically and unmistakably ordered by God. If you have the Holy Ghost, you no doubt have had a divine appointment. In fact, I love new baby Christians because they get the Holy Ghost, they get excited, and they don't have all the hang-ups you and I have. They just got to go tell somebody. I, I got to tell somebody about Jesus. They're at the grocery store talking about Jesus. They're at the school talking. To, they're at work talking about Jesus. They're in their neighborhood talking about Jesus. Why? Because they're excited about what they've got. I think we, as, as seasoned saints, we need to get a little more excited about what we've got. We, we, we need to say, hey, I've sh- I can't keep this to myself. I've got to share this with somebody else. Divine appointment. An appointment with another person that has been specifically and unmistakably ordered by God. You're, you're talking to somebody, and all of a sudden, God gives you an opportunity to share his love. God gives you an opportunity to talk about what he can do in their life. They tell you, <laughs> I like just I start the conversation off by asking them, what's up with you? How you doing? It's a beautiful day. They say anything that I can get, I can tag on to, bro. I, I latch on to it and let's go. Let's talk about Jesus. Talk, let, I let them talk a while. Let them tell you who they are. Huh? Because if they, if they start talking and you show interest in who they are, then they're going to want to know you. Anybody who acts like they care about you, you start caring about them, don't you? Huh? That, so that's the way you witness to a soul show that you care about them. And then you're going to be able to speak into their life. So there's a story in the scripture in Acts chapter 8. We read the first verse. I'm going to back up to verse 26 and tell you the story. Tell you what I see in it. Acts 28, or Acts 8 verse 26 says, The angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, go to the south unto, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Now, any, I know we think God's crazy sometimes, don't we? I know I do. You might not, but I do. Uh, God says, go to a dry place. Get up and go to the desert. If I was Philip, I would have said, wait a minute, God. Hey, we're having revival around here. Don't you know? We're, we're, we're seeing 3,000 born in one day, and, and the Bible says continually the, the people were coming into the church. Hey, we're having revival. What do you want me to go to the desert for, Lord? That's what I'd have said in my in my flesh I'd have been that's a dry place I know it's dry cuz I grew up in Arizona uh, you just go out in the, you just go walk in the desert for a minute and you'll wish you had a canteen of water with you cuz you'll get thirsty it's a dry and thirsty place. There's sometimes in your life that you feel like I'm in a dry place. I'm in a thirsty place. Why, why am I having to go to the hospital all the time? Why am I having to go to doctor's offices all the time? Why can't I just be whole? Because sometimes you got to understand there's some people in that doctor's office that need Jesus. Your doctor may need Jesus. Whatever, wherever you're at, wherever you find yourself, just know that the Lord is carrying you. The Lord is with you. And if you'll let his light shine. If you'll let the spirit shine through you, you can change a life. So many times we find ourselves there and we're moping and we're upset and we're down in, in the mully grubs and, and we're, we're worrying about our situation. When I ought to be looking around saying, okay, Lord, why am I here? Because you're the healer and I know you can heal my body. So if I'm here, there's a reason. And if I'll fulfill the purpose and the reason for being here, you'll heal me. I trust the Lord. So when we trust him and we go let our lives be used by him, even in the hard places, God can do something. But you know, I like what Philip did. You know, you get to a place in God and you hear his voice enough and you obey him enough that you know no matter where he sends you, something good's about to happen. When you hear the voice of God say, go, you just, the Bible says, and he arose and he went. He didn't question God. He didn't say, why are you sending me to the desert? He just got up and because he went, he behold a man of Ethiopia a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. Sometimes we see a story and we don't think about what that story is saying. All right, he was an Ethiopian. Oh, he was treasure. He was, But you pass over and don't realize this was a man of great importance. You know, sometimes we think, well, I can't witness to the lawyer because he has more money than me. Or I can't witness to the doctor because he has not more knowledge than me. Or I can't, we always, the Bible, we're, 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 the flesh is always looking for excuses. Why not to talk to somebody about Jesus? But let me tell you, when God sends you, you need to witness. It doesn't matter what your flesh tells you, that they're all the reasons that they're not gonna accept what you've got for them. If you're in a place, God's put you there because there's a hungry heart. So here's a man of great authority. And so I began to wonder myself, He's he's got all the money at his fingertips. He's the treasure of a country. (laughs) What is he doing down in Jerusalem? But you see, there's a lot of folks in this town who've heard about Jesus. They haven't felt him maybe like you have. You and I are blessed. We have felt the power of Almighty God flow in us. A lot of people don't even know about it. Their preachers are just... Up there telling them, oh, just believe on the Lord and everything's going to be all right. And they feel a little touch, but they don't feel the surge of, they don't feel the joy of the Lord like we feel it. It's our job to tell them there's more. Oh, they've been living, a lot of them have been living for God all their life. They're good people in a good place. They're, they're trusted. This man is trusted. He's the trusted treasure of a, of a nation. But He's hungry. Why was he in Jerusalem? He was looking for something. How do I know that? Because the Bible said he bought some word. Probably, I, if you look back, the queen of Sheba went down to Jerusalem to see the temple that Solomon made. And no doubt, he might have been young. He, maybe he was a part of her entourage. Or maybe he just heard about the beauty of the temple. And he said, oh, if I get a chance, I'm, I'm going to go there. And can you imagine how he might have felt? He went and nothing Spooky happened. Nothing mind-blowing happened. But he got some word. And he's on his way home trying to say, oh, I'm not giving up yet. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes people have had a little touch of the spirit, but they don't know him like you know him. And, And they're not giving up yet. They're still hungry. There's still something burning on the inside of them. So Philip went down. The Bible said he arose and he went and beheld a man of Ethiopia. Verse 28 said he was returning, sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. Tell you what I thought right here wouldn't that be cool if everybody I went to witness to was reading the Bible that would sure help my witness <laughs> I'd like that Lord send me to more like that <laughs> they're already reading the Bible I don't have to argue with them or get them to do it I just say hey turn over to page such as uh, John 1 and 1 in the beginning was the word Ha! Ah. that'd be nice wouldn't it here he is reading the word of God Bible says, then the spirit said to Philip, go near and join yourself. You see, sometimes you walking along in your life and the Holy Ghost will nudge you and say, speak to them. He didn't say you got to open up the Bible. Then Peter's headed to them. He just says, speak to them. Join yourself to them. Do what you can, right? If somebody behind me is coming into Walmart and the Holy Ghost bumps me, hold the door for them. How you doing? It's a nice rainy day, isn't it? We need water for things to grow. I'm not doing so good. Really, what's, what's going on? Oh, I'm having a bad day. I got this going. You know, there's somebody. I, 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 I can't change your situation, but I know somebody who can. You see, all of a sudden, you can change that. You can turn that conversation into a moment where they can have a divine appointment. And like the scripture said, he went on his way. After he met Philip, he met Jesus. You see, when they meet you, they ought to meet Jesus. They ought to know that he's alive. They ought to know that he can change their situation. They ought to know that he can do anything. You ought to tell your testimony. Greatest thing a child of God has is their testimony. The Bible says in verse 30, Philip, Philip ran to him and Heard him reading the prophet. And he didn't say, I know Isaiah. I am a great man of God too. No, he just said, do you understand what you're reading? Hmm, interesting. Just offered him something. Man said, no. I'm going to paraphrase. I don't understand. Hey, man, get in. He stopped what he was doing. You see, if you offer something. If you offer, they'll feel the Spirit of God. When you if you open up to the Spirit and you speak to them, they'll feel it. The man said, Stop! Get in here. I need someone to explain this to me. (laughs) He said, How can I know except the man guide me and he desired Philip to come? The Bible says the place of the scripture, it'd really be nice if he was probably reading this. The place of the scripture where he read was this: he was led as a sheep to slaughter. Like a lamb dumb before his shear, so he opened not. Jesus Christ went to the cross, and he who had all power could have called down 10,000 angels. He could have stepped off the cross at any moment, but he stayed there, and he endured it, and he kept his powerful mouth closed so that you and I could realize salvation, so that our sin could be washed away. The eunuch asked Philip I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet of himself or some other man and Philip opened up his hey, hey there comes a point where you got to tell him about Jesus yeah. <laughs> Philip opened his mouth and began in that same scripture and preached Jesus oh and when you preach Jesus you got to tell him how to get to him you got to take him to acts 238 the gospel you know there's only one gospel paul said if any man come teaching any other gospel let him be accursed There's one gospel, repentance. if Baptism in the name of Jesus, infilling of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you real quick, because my wife said I didn't finish this morning. My bishop says it's like one, two, three. First of all, I repent. Second, the man or woman of God baptizes me in the only saving name, the name of Jesus. And third, God himself gets involved. The spirit comes to you. God gets to work and God comes. He changes your life. If you'll come to him, he'll come to you. Woo. As they went their way, they came to a certain water. And the Ethiopian said, hey, here's water. Don't tell me that Philip didn't preach baptism. Because when they got to the water, he says, hold on, stop. Here's some water. How about me being baptized? Philip said, if you believe with your heart in Jesus, if you believe the gospel I just gave you, you can be baptized. He said, stop, I'm getting baptized. That's the way. Hey, we ought not to be waiting on Sundays to come around for baptisms. Every day of the week, you ought to be getting a call, Pastor. Hey, I got somebody. Can we come to the church? He wants to get baptized. They don't want to wait till tomorrow. They want to know they're saved today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Woo! Divine appointments. I've seen some nice divine appointments in my time. I tell you, they can happen anywhere, anytime. Divine appointment is not necessarily something we have. We see them in church, and it's a beautiful thing. But we ought not to wait till church time to get to see divine appointments. We ought to be reaching for people every day. We ought to see them baptized all the time. It was a January morning. It was 12 o'clock in the morning. Let's see if that brings up that picture. It's coming. Thank you. It was 12 o'clock. The kids were playing games with other kids from church. My daughter got a call. There it is. Thank you. I'm looking out there. It's right here. My daughter got a call from a couple young men that they had invited them to church, and they had one of those youth-led services that we were talking about tonight. The power of God moved. There was dancing. There was shouting. There was speaking in tongues. The one boy here, his name is Nick. He has the beard. He had never been to church before. You imagine never being to church and going to a Pentecostal church your first time? scared him good boy they couldn't wait to get out of there these people are crazy but time went by a few weeks went by and they, they, they began to remember how do I know because on a January morning the temps were below zero they're out walking in my neighborhood calling my kids saying hey could we come in your house and warm up a little first thing I thought was what are they doing out in the middle of the night where are their parents how are they walking on, in my subdivision? Right? That's human nature. And then I remembered, boy, you've been preaching divine appointments. You better let them in. I said, hey, let them come in. Yeah. They came in. They played games for a few minutes. The other kids, it was getting late, 12:30, 1 o'clock. The other kids went home. They didn't go home because they didn't come to just warm up on the outside. There was something that they were desiring for the inside. And they asked my daughter, they started saying, what was that that we felt at that service? There was something different about your church. There's something more about you. She began to tell them about the Holy Ghost. Wasn't long, she was knocking on my door. And that's me and my PJs right there. I came out of my room. She said, they want the Holy Ghost. They want to talk about the Holy Ghost. I said, yeah, I don't care. One o'clock, I don't care. If you have a chance to tell about Jesus, wouldn't you do it? I stepped out. I began to talk to him. I said, boys, it's the very presence of the one who created everything. He is God. He is a spirit. He, he fills all time and space. But he came to earth and he died for you. And he wants to live in your heart. And it's your choice. I said, you can go home with the very presence of God inside. You can know that he lives in you. Can I pray for you? They said, Yes, sir. Closed their eyes, raised their hands to heaven. Wasn't but a few minutes. Both of those boys were speaking in tongues as the Holy Ghost came. If you talk to them about Jesus, if you'll show them to Jesus, if you'll have divine appointments, you'll see lives changed by the power of the Holy Ghost. I went down to Ohio. And in Ohio, I I wasn't supposed to be in Ohio, I was supposed to be going to North Carolina. And uh, they changed the, the, pastors all called me up and said, I can't do it this week. And they changed it around. So I went to Ohio. I was in Ohio and, and uh, the pastor's wife was teaching a little Bible study with some young girls. That It's a college town, Athens, Ohio. And there's some young ladies that were coming into the church and, and seeking to know God. And she's teaching them a Bible study over at the pizza joint. And I'm being apostolic over at, at Applebee's and she called and she said hey this girl wants the Holy Ghost I said okay where do we meet she said well the church is in between why don't we go there we went to the church I said to Brittany I said I heard you want the Holy Ghost she said I do I said it's not hard it's easy many times we hear about how you got to tarry how hard it is it's not hard you open your heart up you turn your life to God you get the Holy Ghost God died on the cross He, he suffered so you don't have to suffer he suffered to make it easy all you got to do is open your heart to him. All you got to do is open. All you got to do is ask him for forgiveness and say, come live in me, Lord, and the spirit will come upon you. Raise your hands by the authority of the word of God, by the power in the name of Jesus. Brittany received the Holy Ghost. Wasn't but a few moments she started speaking in tongues as the Holy Ghost fell on her because it doesn't matter what night of the week it is. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I want to see God touch a life. I went on down. I'm going to come back to Ohio, but I went on down to... North Carolina, and uh, I'm talking about divine appointments. I'm talking about God changing your direction. I'm talking about, you know, sometimes we get apostolic, and we think apostolics are it. And we can't can't touch any, we can't talk to anybody else. We can't go to anybody, help anybody else or talk to them. We got to be, you know, Pentecostal, apostolic. i run into a non-denominational pastor. What about them? I wound up and the pastor said, "If you get up and go with me, I'll get you breakfast in the morning." I said, "Done deal. I'm not a hard sell. You buy me some food, buddy. I'm there." We went to this meeting and it was the pastors of the city of Matthews, North Carolina. They were all gathering because they were going to have a men's breakfast. How novel is that? So many times, men, if we're not careful, we leave praying to the women. We need to pray. I I don't like what the devil's trying to do to my family. I don't like what he's trying to do to my kids, to those that I love. And as a man, I'm going to stand up. And so they decided we're going to have a men's breakfast. We're We're going to pray over our families. We're going to pray against the evil that's coming on our community. We're going to see God change lives. So I'm sitting in the meeting, sitting down at the end of the table, and I'm an evangelist. So I'm chomping at the bits, but I'm biting my tongue. Well, about the end of the meeting, Brother Al Denson asked a question. And nobody else knew the answer, but I got a good bishop. He's organized. I'm a preacher because my pastor, my, I married the right girl. She brought me to a man of God who helped me become a minister. But uh, anyway, he's organized. I have the answer. I raised my hands. He said, man, who are you? I said, I'm Jonathan Hudson. I'm an evangelist. And uh, I'm in town to speak here for Brother Watts. And he said, man, ever since you walked in, I felt you. You see, when you walk with God and you let the Holy Ghost be alive in you, that's why every day I want to be filled with the Spirit. Every day I want to be so close to Him that whatever He wants, however He wants to nudge me, I want to do what He has me do. After the meeting, He came over. He said, bro, where are you preaching? i got to come here. you preach. I said, Wednesday night. He said, well, I've got a couple. I'm going to bring them with me. I'm talking about I would have never met this couple, a couple from his church. They've been seeking the Holy Ghost for some time. He said, Holy Ghost junkie, I got the, they got to meet you. Brought him to church. I talked about the power of the Holy Ghost. Talked to somebody tonight in, in the prayer for people's healing. And told them, when we, when we loose the spirit in us, we loose the great physician. Man, I, I've had 21 surgeries. They've had to cut me every time. i got all kinds of stitches. I, I look like a war zone. Man trying to fix me. But see, when you learn how to loose the spirit, when you pray in the hope, when I pray for someone for healing, I want them to speak in tongues. Why? Because I can't do it, but he can. If they'll loose the spirit and they'll speak in tongues and they'll let the great physician get on the, he don't got to cut you to get in you. All you got to do is open up and let him flow in you. When you let the spirit alive, great things are going to happen. Miracles, healing is going to happen in your body. So I met Al and then I met... Reginald and Sheila talked about the power of the Holy Ghost, how it changes a the life. They were the first couple to the altar, hands raised up in the air, hallelujah, by the authority of the word of God, by the power of receiving the Holy Ghost. Both of them, within just a few minutes of getting to the altar, they're standing there speaking, in tongues, big smiles on their face. Why? Because the joy. They felt the joy of the Lord. They felt the power of the Holy Ghost on their life. God will change a life if you'll just let him use you. If you'll let him speak through you, you'll let him help you. We went down to the Salvation Army in, in Charlotte. Matthews is just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. And We went to the Salvation Army, and we had a great service. And at that service, I met this young man. The service was over. A couple guys got the Holy Ghost. We were flying high. We got the instruments all packed up. We're headed out. Salvation Army has like a little chapel that you can use. They've been letting the the church use that for several years. They have them on Sunday nights to, to play and And worship and preach to the men that live there. It's a place where men coming out of prison or out of drug rehab or are off the streets, they come here and they find help. They help them get their lives together, help them organize, help them learn how to get the bills paid and get a good job and be solid. And so they're helping them. And in the meantime, we're coming in there and saying, hey, you know, life on earth is good, but there's an eternity that's eternal. God wants to give you his spirit so you can live a great life all your life. The rest of eternity, you can be with him. Two got the Holy Ghost, we packed the instruments, and we're walking out. As we're walking out, oh, Andre's walking in. He said, hey, guys, good to see you. I missed church. What happened? Oh, we had a time. Two people got the Holy Ghost. When I said that, Andre did this. Dropped his head. Immediately, the Lord gave me. I said, oh, Andre, you want the Holy Ghost? He said, yes, sir. I've been asking the Lord for that. I could have said, well, man, you know what? We're we're leaving now, but we'll pray for you next time. You'll never see divine appointments if you make excuses. You got to be bold. I said, Andre, how about right here, right now, on the doorway. I I was two steps from being gone. I was two steps from being out. But God stopped me. God brought somebody to me. And I said, hey, you can have it right here. Andre raised his hands to heaven, prayed for him in the name of Jesus. And God filled him with the Holy Ghost right there on the way out of the building. I'm here to tell you, divine appointments are awesome. We need to see divine appointments. The The night before Sunday, Saturday evening, this young lady Came up, I'll tell you, there's a power with our apostolic women. Sometimes we, we find it a drudgery, the way that we dress. Or, or sometimes we think, oh, why do I have to do this? Let me tell you, because the world's looking for something different. They're not looking for the same old, same old. They're looking for something that'll change their life. This young lady and her sister, they came up to a, a couple ladies at, at Walmart. You know God goes to Walmart? Shoot, I've seen some craziness up in Walmart i seen them there in their PJs, and and then, Lord, some of them come there with nothing. But Jesus goes to Walmart. You see, you carry Jesus with you. He fills you. He's in you. The power of God is with you. These two ladies are just walking through Walmart, minding their own business, shopping. And this young lady, it's a grainy picture, but it's the only one I got. This young lady approached them and she said, her and her sister, they said, Who are you guys? You look so nice. You're so well-dressed. Who are you? In other words, we want to be like you. The lady said, "Well, we're so and so. We're from the church over here, and uh, we're from life. And, and you could come tomorrow if you want." They invited them, gave them a card, or told them where that was at. They showed up the church. I'm happy to tell you, they didn't just show up, but God filled Ashley with the baptism of the Holy Ghost because somebody took the time at Walmart to tell somebody about Jesus. Divine appointment. God will bring them to you if He knows you're willing to tell about Him. If you're not going to tell him, he might just let him walk on by you. But you have something in you. If you wonder sometimes why when you walk in a place, people give you a weird look. You ever been there? I've been there. Kind of look at me weird. I think, what did I? I spit on myself. or something. No. They're feeling the love and the power of God's spirit. Because you are full of it. And when you walk into a room... The atmosphere changes because you're, you see, sometimes we don't understand what we have. Sometimes we don't understand the power and we don't see the divine appointments of life because we don't recognize what we have with God. We have a power with the King of Kings and we have a power to see lives changed anytime, anywhere. I was in Canada and uh, it was not snowing because I don't go places that snow if I can keep from it. I used to make fun of snowbirds because I lived in Arizona and all you people were down there, you know. Not you people because you don't have much snow. The people from up north, they all came to Arizona for the winter. And I, we used to see, you know, I delivered mail. Every house had a different tag from a different state. Idaho, Wyoming, Michigan, Indiana. Now I is one. <laughs> uh, when it starts snowing in Michigan, I go to Arizona <laughs> or I come to Texas. they got snow and I'm just walking around. I ain't ain't trying to shovel snow right now, man. I'm too old for that mess. God is good, isn't he? So here I was in in Canada and the church is built up there. You got to go up like 12 steps to get like seven, eight steps on the outside then a couple steps getting in the front door and then about another seven steps getting in the sanctuary. We had an awesome service. I think there might have been about eight people in the house. Every one of us got the baptism. You know, when you go to church, everybody ought to get a good dose of the Holy Ghost. What do you think we come together for? When you come here not feeling good, you ought to leave feeling good. You ought to leave high on the Holy Ghost. You have, I got a high that tomorrow morning my head's not going to hurt because I'm pure, I've been purified, the blood of Jesus has washed my sin away, and I'm feeling good, I feel the joy of the Lord. Every time you come to church, you ought to feel the joy. If you come feeling bad, you ought to get in the flow of the Holy Ghost. When the worshipers are singing, you ought to be up here front, waving your hands, praising God. Or you could be silly and just sit there and go home feeling the same way you came. But why did you come to a Pentecostal church if it wasn't for a blessing? You're supposed to come to church to get your wagon loaded so you can go out there and see divine appointments. So you can help somebody else feel the love of God and the power of God. That's not in my notes. That was free. So I was in Canada. We had a great service. Everybody got, we had two visitors that day. And I thought for sure, nearly one of them didn't have the Holy Ghost, but they both had it before. So we all got renewed. And after church, we're standing around talking about how great our God is and how great a time we had. And I, I, being the Holy Ghost junkie, I was like, man. I wish there was a new person here. I like to see new people get the Holy Ghost. Whew, yeah, makes my day. Hallelujah. The young man got the Holy Ghost this morning. That made my, I told him, you made my day. I wasn't lying either. It made my day. Because I, there's something about seeing a baby born. It's beautiful in the physical too. I have three babies. It's beautiful every time. The power, the miracle of life. But there's something more beautiful than physical life. There's a spiritual birth when it happens and you get the promise of eternal life. It's way better. Uh, It don't last 70, 80 years. No, it lasts for eternity. I want to see people born into the kingdom. So I'm sitting there saying, well, I wish somebody was here. And one brother said, you know, I've got an 82-year-old grandmother. She's been seeking the Holy Ghost for three years. I said, well, where's she at? Why's she not here? Oh, she's got bad hips and bad knees and she can't get up in the church sometimes she can't walk and get up all the steps and I said well what town does she live in I figure she must be you know out a ways he says she lives here in town and she three years and she don't have the Holy Ghost I said you call her up and see if I can come over called her up she said well by all means come over (laughs) I come over she's sitting in her I didn't make her stand up I already knew she had bad knees and bad hips I knelt down, I said, hey, and you want the Holy Ghost? She said, yes. I said, you're about to get it. You see, you got to speak with faith. You have it inside of you, and you can share it with anybody who wants it. You can share it with them. I said, I'm gonna pray for you. God's gonna fill you. You ready? She said, Yes, I am. I said, Close your eyes, Ray. Right there, sitting in that chair. Within moments, I prayed over in the name of Jesus, and she received the baptism. I'm talking about any time, anywhere. You ought to have a fever when the Holy Ghost is talked about. You ought to jump in that conversation when there's somebody who needs it. You ought to go run into them. Hey, I'm not gonna wait till service time. If I know she needs it, she's been seeking it. Let's go to her house. And I'm not more special than you. I don't have any more Holy Ghost than you do. Well, maybe a little more because I'm bigger. It takes a little more to fill me up. But I close with this testimony, which is actually a series of testimonies. I told you I wasn't supposed to be in Ohio. And things changed. God knows what he's doing. Divine appointments are something God sets up, not man. So I was supposed to go down to North Carolina... And they they called and said, would you please go to Ohio first? And then we got news that it was going to snow. 12 inches of snow was coming. And I called my brother and I said, hey, I need to come early. (laughs) I don't want to drive in snow all day. He said, come on. So I went down. You see, if I hadn't gone a day early, this testimony wouldn't have happened. Sometimes God changes your plan because he knows there's a hurting person who needs what you have. So we were being apostolic again. We were at Applebee's. Applebee's a good spot, man. Mm. Them them boneless chicken wings. Whew. The Asian, whatever it is. Mm. So we were at Applebee's eating. Pastor got a call. He just took the pastor, I think, a year and a half before. He'd never been a pastor. and He took the church, and he was there in Athens, and the church was going good. It was really going good when I left. I think we had, like, 19 get the Holy Ghost that weekend. It was spectacular. And God's been, they've just been having a revival. I love it. So we were there and we were eating. He gets a phone call, answers the phone. The girl on the other is sitting. she said, I heard you, Pastor, I heard that you would come to my house. I was talking to some ladies at the store. He said, Sure. He said, Are you? She said, Are you afraid of devils? He said, No. She said, Well, would you come over? He looked at me. I said, Let's go. He said, Yeah, we'll come. He said, All right, hung up. We were about halfway through the meal. Phone rings again. She said, are you sure you're going to come? She said, I called the priest and he won't come to my house. She said, but we've been attacked by demons at my house. Come to find out later her, her boyfriend had been in jail for seven or nine years. Tell me the enemy doesn't attach himself to you. Tell me the enemy doesn't want to lock you up if he can and throw away the key. So he's slipping out. He got out. The devil don't like it. The devil's attacking him. For 10 days, they'd been attacked. Or for three days, I'm sorry, they'd been attacked. For 24, 48 hours, I think, they hadn't even slept. Are you sure you're coming? Yes, we're coming, Kaylee. We're coming. She said, okay. We finished the meal, and we're going out to go to her house. As we walk out the door, the phone rings again. She said, would you please hurry? (laughs) We haven't ate. We haven't slept. The devil's attacking us. We don't know what we're going. I don't know if we're talking drugs. I don't know what situation we're talking. I just know that they're under torment and they need somebody to believe. They need somebody to pray. So we go up to this little house. It's little trailer house is sitting up on the side of a hill. And uh, the man in the, in the shadows back there, his name is John. He owns the places. Mary sitting standing in front of him. Her and her husband live next door in a trailer next door. They had come over to check on the kids because they heard they were having trouble. We walked in the house. I don't feel nothing. Because when I come in the house, the devil says, oh, you. Uh, yeah, he told, he told the sons of Siva, yeah, uh, Paul, I know, Peter, I know, I know the apostles, I know, Jeep, but I don't know you. No, when you are a child of God, when you step in a place, God steps in with you. The enemy steps back. I didn't feel it, but I could see it. Shane was laying right there in the middle of the kitchen with his head on a pillow. Who tries to sleep on a linoleum floor in the kitchen? Shane was. His legs were shaking. Help me. It hurts. They're getting me. Whew. You come into a situation like that. Oh, don't you, don't you be you. Be the son and child of God. I began to plead the blood. I said, "I plead the blood of Jesus." I don't know what I don't know what's going on, but I I started pleading the blood of Jesus. You could feel the power of God come into the house. Everybody started feeling it. Uh, Kaylee started crying. The Lord said, pray with her. I stepped over to Kaylee. I said, Kaylee, raise your hands to heaven. If we're going to get the good spirit, the bad spirit out of the house, we got to get the good spirit in the house. I said, Kaylee, I'm not talking about the building. I'm not talking about the structure. I'm talking about you. God comes to live in our life. He comes to live in my heart. He lives in me. I am the house of God. I said, you need to be filled with the spirit. If you'll cry out to God, you'll repent of your sin. God will fill she repented she raised her hands we prayed for her God filled her with the Holy Ghost standing right there in the kitchen I turned to Mary I said Mary God wants to touch you she said yes sir tears streaming down her face she lifted her hands to heaven within moments Mary and Kaylee were both speaking in tongues as the Holy Ghost rushed into the room Woo! you talk about some excited preachers we were high fiving and thanking Jesus the Lord focused me on shame. The devil comes to knock you down. He comes to make a slave out of you. Jesus comes to set you free. I said, we got to get Shane off the floor. God wants to touch him. So we all reached down and we helped him to his feet. He's still shaking. The ceiling's low. He grabbed the ceiling trying to keep keep on his feet. I started preaching. You see, you know more about the word than you realize. And sometimes if you'll step out in faith, God will give you the word. I said, Shane, you ever hear about the man from the Gadarenes? He said, I have not. I said, the Bible said he had a legion of demons. Somewhere between six and 10,000 demons were in him. I said, but Shane, when he cried out to God, when he got to the feet of Jesus, the demons had to go. I said, if you'll ask God, if you'll plead out to God. He said, Jesus, forgive me my sin. He started talking to God. It wasn't but a few minutes. Shane was speaking in tongue, standing right there in the kitchen. Because I'm here to tell you, Jesus will set them free. If we'll trust the Lord, if we'll pray and we'll believe, if we'll pray for them when they're sick, if we'll pray for them when they're hurting, if we'll pray for their soul, God will set them free. Divine appointment. When I walked in the house, old John, back there in the shadows, he had a big tall can of beer. I don't even know what you call them. Big tall can of beer and a cigarette. He's sitting at the table and said, hey preacher, I'm apostolic and I got the Holy Ghost and all that. I said, okay, John, well, I'm here to help the kids. By the time we got through praying with those two, prayed the ladies, and John said, whoa, what was that? In the back of my mind, I'm saying, you said you got it all. You don't know what that was? Time Shane got the Holy Ghost. He was going, dear God, man, you are awesome. You are a powerful man. I said, no, no, no. Wait a minute. I don't give the Holy Ghost. It's the Spirit of God. All I do is tell somebody. My job is to testify. I said, all I do is proclaim the gospel. All I do is tell you, God wants to live in your heart. I said, you've seen what God did for these other three. John, how about you? John shoved everything, put the cigarette down, pushed the beer aside, stood on his feet, raised his hands to heaven, and within a few moments, John is speaking in tongues. You see, when God comes to the house, he doesn't want to leave anybody. He wants to gather us all. Hallelujah, God loves everybody. There's nobody lost. If you'll open your heart to God, something will happen that you've never experienced before. He thought he knew it all, but he didn't know Jesus like he knows him now. Woo! Divine appointment. Mary went home and told her husband, Don. Oh, actually, let me back up a second. Shane said, I'm getting baptized tonight. And we're talking about Ohio. It's cold there, too. Pastor said, Man, I haven't had a chance to warm the water. Shane said, I don't care. I want to know that I'm saved. Me and Kaylee getting baptized tonight, he made her do it too. (laughs) We got to the church house. As we're walking, we walked down the middle aisle going toward the baptism. As we walked to the first pew, Shane turned to Kaylee and he said, the weirdest proposal I've ever heard. Kaylee, we're getting married. (laughs) He didn't get down on a knee or nothing. He didn't even give her a ring. Then he said, I'm tired of living in sin. See, when you get set free things change ideas change the enemy says oh you don't need a wedding you don't need to be married you don't need to do it God's way you can have fun without God uh-huh. real living is only with God we baptized them both in Jesus name Shane wanted to get married right now the pastor said now wait a minute you have to have a license the Bible says obey the laws of the land so On Monday afternoon, let me, on Monday afternoon, they went and got a license first thing Monday morning. Monday afternoon, we married them. And that sweet little girl has not just a mommy, but she has a mommy and a daddy. Because when God comes to life, he'll change lives. If you'll let him, he'll show divine appointments. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Mary went home and told her husband, "Don, he showed up on Sunday morning. God filled Don with the baptism." You see, when people start experiencing, they're going to tell somebody, and they're going to tell somebody. And there if we will just let God, let God help you win one soul. That soul'll touch another and another. It's amazing what God will do. He'll change lives if we let him. God doesn't just use individuals. You already know this. He uses churches to see divine appointment. I pray in church. You want to know the power of a church? Prayer. When we pray and we loose the spirit of God, when we believe like they were doing, having a breakfast to pray over their city, when we believe, God will change lives. I close with a testimony. Brother Calvin Jeans tells. He said it was the end of the service. He was making an altar call. It was that close to the (laughs) end. As he made the altar call, he said a big barrel chest kind of like the young man I prayed with this morning. Big dude. Made me look small. I like praying with guys like that. The drummer back there, I like you, man. I need to get a picture with you so I can look small again. Big dude. Stepped in the back door. Listen to pastor give the appeal. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, Jesus died on the cross for you. No matter what your sin. He loves you. If you'll come to him, he'll change your life. Brother Gene said as the altar call went forth. The big man walked down the side aisle. When he got close to the end of the first pew, something hit him, and he hit the wall, and he slid down the wall. Speaking in tongues. He said, "I gotta find out what happened to that dude." Went over to him after church, and he said, "Man, what happened to you? Who are you?" Man says, "Uh, You don't know me, and if you didn't know me, you wouldn't like me. You'd hate me. He said, You see, I'm a drug dealer. He said, I don't just deal drugs. He said, I deal my drugs down at the elementary school to children. Got up this morning, looked myself in the mirror, said, You're no good. You're not worthy of another day. Got my pistol, got in my truck headed down to the park. I didn't want to leave a mess for my family. But the way to the park goes by this church. And as I was passing the church, a voice spoke to me and said, your last hope is in there. He said, I turned my truck around. I parked in the parking lot. I came in the door just in time to hear you say, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, if you'll trust in Jesus, You'll come to him. He said, and right over there, I met Jesus. And I don't want to kill myself anymore. I want to live for Jesus. Stand with me if you would. If there's anybody here tonight that needs renewal, I'm here to tell you Jesus is here. If you've been struggling, your peace is right here. The power of God is here. If you've been wanting God to use you, it's time to let him use you. Sometimes we wait for God to shove us when it's just a still, small voice that says, speak to that person, speak to this person. Show some kindness. Show some love. When you do it and God opens the door, tell him about Jesus. Let the divine appointment happen in your life. It's not meant to happen to just a few of us. It's meant to happen for all of us. God wants to use you. Your neighbors need the Lord. Your loved ones need God. Your friends at school need God. Your friends on the job. Yeah, that hard job that you do. They come in and they're never happy. Why? Because they need Jesus. They need the peace that passes all understanding. As we close the service, I open the altar. I invite everybody in this house. You don't have to go home the way you came. You can have a divine appointment with God right now. You can come and say, God, I heard what that preacher's saying. God, I feel it in my spirit. Would you open up doors for me? Would you use me, God? I want to see lives changed. I want to see you use me, Jesus. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Raise your hands down. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every beautiful saint of God in this church. I pray, God, that this message would not just be heard, but this message would stir their spirit and that they would go forth tomorrow and the next day and the next day and they would say, I am determined to see divine appointments. Hallelujah. I am determined to be used of God. I am determined to see my family saved, my loved ones saved. I'm determined to see bodies healed. I'm determined to see spirits changed, to be born into the kingdom of God. Lord, I have my mind made up. I'm not just going to be a part of the church. I am going to be the church. I'm going to be the church.
1: That's it.
5: That's it. Raise your hands. Let the Spirit flow on you. Let the power of God come in so that you can go out to the world and you can let His Spirit flow from you to somebody who's hurting, to somebody who needs the touch of God. The power of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. He can fill you with the Spirit right now. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, receive ye the Holy Ghost by the authority of the Word of God, by the power in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let your spirit fall right now, God. Let lives change right now, God. Let somebody be stirred right now. Let somebody be anointed to see people saved in Jesus' name. Because you
1: are the
4: so confident that God has sent Brother Jonathan and Sister Melissa Hudson to our city. We are the cupbearers of what God is wanting to do for our city. You have prayed and you have sought the face of God. For loved ones, for distant relatives and people across this county and this city. And so God has opened a door for us tonight and helped us to move forward into those promises that he made to you. He said, if you will call on me, I will hear you and I will come to you and I will be with you. It's time now for us, and Brother Jonathan, I cannot thank you enough for obeying the Word of the Lord and the Spirit of the Lord and this wonderful church body that God is putting a powerful thought in our minds tonight. Thank you so much. Would you pray for Brother Jonathan and his wife and their ministry to continue to live in our hearts? and continue to go to places. Father we cannot thank you enough for the clarity the vision the purposeful power for which you have sent Brother and Sister Hudson to our area to help us to strengthen our city via the power and the confidence of your Holy Spirit, of your blood, of your name. Praise God. I wish you'd stretch forth your hands to this couple. She's over there and he's right here. And that pray that God's ministry from this people would continue to emanate and facilitate. Brother Jonathan, thank you so much for coming. Hilo, boho, the Lord tonight. God just loves it when we praise Him for His works among men.